TogiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased. Welcome to Second Win with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome. Thank you for being here this morning. I look so forward to doing these one-on-one sort of teaching sessions um, that I can really, I feel like I connect more with you. And I hope you enjoy that and know that it is of prime importance to me that you get the most out of Second Wind. Um, You know, we are just coming off of a four-part series on the narcissist. And this, this program today is outside of the series, but it is what I'm calling the Q&A wrap-up session on the Narcissist four-part series. So I don't want you to go to this one and not listen to the four-part, because I think the four-part goes into more depth. But I think also that there's this great possibility that we can put some definition to the narcissism uh, personality trait that seems to be so prevalent in our lives these days. Uh, you know, we're, we're introduced in our early life, perhaps by a narcissist parent, and it becomes uh, maybe our personality trait. We take that on because we think it's the way to be. We model who we are raised by so many times. But Sometimes we don't take it on, and we are a victim of being raised in such a uh, home. So I wanted to just give you um, some Q&A, back and forth, uh, questions, answers to questions. Now, when Sandra Beck and I decided to do this series, it was that we wanted to provide you, the listeners, with awareness awareness of what actually is or was going on while you may have experienced narcissist the narcissist in your life even in your either in your public life or your private life this program was to make some sense of the feelings of confusion and craziness 
that you may have experienced having been exposed to this personality trait. I was so um, pleased, I guess, to know that I had, re- when I received several uh, emails from people that listened to the program, and I want to read one to you. This was most helpful as I realized that I was raised by a narcissist dad and the damage and PTSD from it is horrific. I was so close to the situation growing up that I had no idea what it was or how it dealt with me. I made a complete split from him after my mother died and it was And it has felt like a huge anvil has been lifted from my head and my shoulders. Thank you for presenting this topic in such a clear way. I had no idea who he or my brother were, and now I know. I've completely split from them and can heal from the ghastly behavior and trauma that they continuously produced. I wish I had awakened years ago. I would have split and started my healing much sooner. Many thanks again. That's a beautiful way of sending a message to me that there was benefit and sharing this four-part series with you in creating it and sharing it. So, you know, I have always felt that knowledge is king. You know, you've heard that statement, knowledge is king. But I, I would like to change it to read knowledge is light. Knowledge is wisdom. Knowledge is healing. And so we continue on that healing After being exposed to a narcissist, healing takes time. For different people, it takes different amounts of time. But let's get into some of the definitions Q&A that I was talking about today, that we would be doing today. Narcissism. What is narcissism? Narcissism is the pursuit of gratification from variety, vanity, excuse me, or egotistic admiration of one's idealized self-image and attributes. The term came from Greek mythology, where the young narcissist falls in love with his own image reflected in the pool of water. So you might say it's all about him, all about her all about it, whatever. It is all about the narcissist. So what are the symptoms if you want to avoid this person or how are you going to know when you walk up to a person because absolutely they are charming, they will win you over, they will be your knight of honor or your hero at the office. They will do the most to sell themselves to you. And to make you feel like a queen, a valued employee, a wonderful partner, whatever that is. Their symptoms that they are 
possessing these traits are have an exaggerated sense of self-importance, have a sense of entitlement, and require constant excessive admiration. I once loaned a book to my friend, and when I received the book back, it had totally been marked up. All these notes were in the margins. And I questioned this, thinking, why did this person think they could do that to my book? It wasn't their book. But they felt totally entitled in marking it because probably in their eyes they were sharing their wisdom with me in that book. So they have a sense of entitlement and require excessive admiration. Expect to be recognized as superior, even without achievements that warrant it. Be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or perfect, looking for the perfect mate. They have over-exaggerated achievements and talents. Most of these, and there is a, the list could go on. There are more items, it says. But most of these are about being the best. I am the best. Don't they know I'm the best? And how will I use this person to my advantage? How can they support me to be my best? is the way they look at it. So what is the trait of a narcissist? Narcissistic personalities, often return, referred to, it is a disorder, and it's referred as NPD sometimes, involves a pattern of self-centered, arrogant thinking and behavior, a lack of empathy and consideration for other people and an excessive need for admiration themselves. Others often describe people with the narcissistic personality disorder as being cocky, manipulative, selfish, patronizing, demanding. Most of this is done behind closed doors, to in their private areas, behind the closed door at the office, at the home, wherever it can be administered so that they do not lose their um, qualities of being a great person. Visibly, their, their image is of prime importance to them. Now, what do narcissists do? Narcissistic personality disorder is a personality disorder with a long-term pattern of abnormal behavior characteristics by exaggerated feelings of self-importance, excessive need for admiration, and a lack of empathy. It does need to be differentiated from mania mania and substance use 
disorder. Now, most of these I've gotten simply by Googling. And aren't we glad we have Google these days? It absolutely opens up the world to us. So causes, how does one get to have this trait? Let's look closely at that. The causes of narcissistic personality disorder, insensitive parenting, overpraising and excessive pampering. When parents focus intensely on a particular trait or the physical appearance of their child as a result of their own self-image issues. Unpredictable or negligent care. Excessive criticism. Any of you have a parent out there that's excessively criticizing every move that you make? Abusive. This could be abusive physically or more so emotionally. Emotional abusiveness. Abusive. Abusive. Whoops, can't say that one. Abusive behavior is so damaging as well as physical trauma. They love trauma. They create trauma and it some somehow becomes the atmosphere of the office or of their personal life. They have extremely high expectations of themselves. They will always be dressed in the highest fashion or very neat and cleanly because of their personal appearance. They attract those people that have those qualities. That is the impact, which we will be talking about later. What are narcissist weaknesses? A weakness of a narcissist is their extreme hatred of being embarrassed. There is no nothing worse for them than having someone point out even the slightest fault. Ironically, they have no problem opening and doing to others what they so hate to be done to them. These are some of the characteristics of a narcissist that you need to be aware of because they are so plentiful out there in our society. Once you're caught up in a relationship with a narcissist, you will begin begin receiving and feeling changes in yourself or emotions in yourself that you need not ignore because they are your internal guides to help you understand you're not in alignment with the environment you're in. I'm talking primarily about certainly you know when you're getting physically abused and you know this is wrong. But the very, very, very subtle emotional abuse is very damaging just as much. 
you may start feeling these. And at first, you, you'll be in denial because this person has totally swept you off your feet and brought you in. And you believe that he loves you or that he respects you as a high priority employee as we might say the the boss's pet so in when you start feeling these emotions you'll you'll deny them you'll say no this is it's because he's overworked it's because he's had a disappointment it's because his personal life is not working well for him you'll make the excuses for him because what he is missing you have and that is empathy for emotion that you think he may be going through. It's natural to hope you're wrong, that your thinking is wrong, that it's not you. You may also be feeling confused. You may be fearful. You may start feeling hopelessness or shame, either in the work environment or in your private life. This emotional toll can also result in behavioral and physical side effects you may experience, like difficulty concentrating, moodiness. One day you're up, one day you're down. One day you just can't get out of bed because of the expectations of the job or of simply seeing your abuser in your home. Muscle tension, nightmares, racing heartbeats once there's interaction or there's some job that you need to discuss. You'll feel this rush in your heart that maybe you'll say something wrong and you'll be corrected. You'll be embarrassed in front of the committee meeting. You'll be played as an idiot versus an attribute to the project. Or if it's in a private one, it's always your fault that it doesn't work out. You are the cause of the frustration. You are the cause of Sadness or disharmony in the family. Never the accuser is at fault. You are the part that's not working. You will have various aches and pains that start, you'll start noticing in your failing health. Because once you live in an environment like that, where the stress is constant, Every day, you begin taking it on physically. Now, one of the questions I had is, and many women particularly find themselves repeating and getting in to these Uh, situations with narcissists, one after another. 
So that would make sense that we are like honey to the bee. In other words, we have something that the narcissist finds as an asset for them. And so I took the the liberty of loading those down so we can discuss them. Because I want us to know why we become the target of the narcissist. And you will think, my dear, dear, dear empaths, you will believe these to be qualities, uh, good qualities, to support and help mates or bosses achieve their goals. Number one, you're outwardly successful, but maybe a tad insecure. What does that what does that mean? Could it mean that the narcissist person is attracted to someone who looks beautiful and accomplished, not because they like that person, but because her appearance and accomplishments fuel the ego. However, a narcissist always wants a woman who isn't too confident because he wants to run the show. So if he senses her insecurities, which he does, he will be all the more attracted to you because you won't likely threaten his own success, whether it's real or perceived. While it may be uncomfortable to acknowledge that we do have insecurities, you know, there's power in owning them and making a plan to increase your self-confidence can help. When a narcissist sees your strong sense of confidence, he'll back away or he may retreat or he may in the office not work with you as much or you may even find yourself being fired. In private life, he may withdraw, he may divorce, he may retreat in whatever way. So number two, you're a people pleaser and can't help it. Amen. I am. Of course, we are all want to be with the person that wants to be happy. But if it comes at an expense of your own well-being, it's not happiness you get, but unhealthiness. A narcissist is looking for someone who will give him constant attention and emotional validation at any cost. Individuals who attract narcissists often don't have a strong sense of who they are and what they want because they don't believe it's okay to take care of their own needs. They're more interested in pleasing someone. This is a trait for the empath of a people pleaser that they achieve or begin or learn in early childhood in the family that they were raised in. 
perhaps they were raised by a narcissist like my person that wrote to me. I bet today that woman is a people pleaser in many ways. A narcissist is someone who monopolizes the relationship and who never compromises. He just demands. The most important part for a people placer is to establish some boundaries so that your needs are acknowledged and met in a relationship so that you could prevent you from getting too deep and potentially trapped in this relationship. Okay, number three, you avoid conflict like the plague. Amen. We never fought in my family, never. It was always under the rug, and there was lots of tension. So while few people are actually fans of conflict, and my family certainly was not, if you avoid conflict at all cost, you might be making yourself more attractive to a narcissist. Patty Wood, body language expert and author, says that narcissists tend to want someone who is low in harm avoidance and high in cooperation. If you tend to give in easily to the wishes or demands of others at work or in your personal life for the sake of avoiding conflict, you might fit the ideal profile of a potential partner for a narcissist. Number four, you're ignoring red flags. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. One red flag that signals narcissistic behavior is never taking responsibility for any negative events in one's life. Now, I have mentioned four, and there are five. And when we come back from the break, we will be discussing the other five. If you have listened to some of these and you've checked them off, yep, that's me, yep, that's me, yep, that's me, then I ask yourself, are you really stepping up for yourself? We're going to be discussing those traits that you may need to focus on, all in the name of growth, all in the name of, of having that life that you were promised, that when you came in here, you had those qualities. But because you adapted to your birth family so you could exist, so you could live well, you took on traits that you had no idea they would in your later life bring you into unhealthy relationships. So I'm looking forward to continuing this list of five when we get back from the break. So when you come back, if you did not get your pen and pencil, do so. I will quickly go over just the titles of the five and then we will continue with the Q&As of our talk today. See you in a moment. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. 
Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Tokinet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back to the show. We are, as you know, wrapping up with sort of a Q&A wrap on the Narcissist four-part series that Sandra Beck and myself did. This is a quick review, um, perhaps adding some new insight, but it's in no way to substitute or do away with your listening to the four-part system I th- series. I think you'll find benefit in visiting both um, all four weeks of that training and then this as well. So I, if you're listening to this, I'm really appreciating that you took the time to come back to the Q&A session with me. My not my theme today is knowledge is king, knowledge is light, knowledge is wisdom, and knowledge is healing. Before the break, I was explaining the four things that a woman has or that a person has that is attracted by a narcissist, either in public life or in private life. And so... I was. I had gone over. I'm just going to read them again. So if you 
have paper and pencil, you want to note them, then please do. Number one, you're outwardly successful, but maybe a tad insecure. Just a tad. <laughs> Number two, you're, you're a people pleaser, and you can't help it. You probably learned this in early childhood, and so it's part of who you are, and there's a way to heal that. Number three, you avoid conflict like the plague. Yeah, we never argued in our house. No, no, we never did. And so naturally, as I grew up into an adult, I never argued. So another thing learned in the birth family. Number four, getting back into the explanation of these five that we're speaking of today, you're ignoring red flags. One big red flag that signals narcissistic behavior is never taking responsibility for any negative events in one's life. Narcissists are known to play the victim when things don't go their way. They often blame their exes, bosses, and friends for anything negative that happened in the past. Don't make the mistake of ignoring this crucial red flag. As your relationship grows, either in the office or in your private life, make note of these statements that are kind of quirky and you kind of, hmm, that didn't feel right. As you listen, your intuitiveness is what we need to develop and listen more of. Don't make the the mistake of ignoring this crucial red flag. If you are quick to explain away your date calling his ex evil or saying his partner was, his boss was out to get him, you are sending signals that you are okay with him, blaming others for his mistakes. You need to catch these and take them as signs signals to run. Yes, we all make mistakes. That's for sure. But when somebody refuses to take responsibility for the mistake, for his role in the event ever, you're risking your own happiness and well-being down the line. Because soon he'll start blaming you when things don't go well. Number five, you are swept up in the romance on the first date or the first meeting. It's easy to allow yourself to be infatuated about the first meeting, especially when you are dating a narcissist. They're so attractive and charming at first, even though it typically takes some time for a narcissist to reveal his true colors. There are some subtle signs that you can look out for on the first date to help you steer clear of the second date. Look past the love bombing, as it's called in the narcissist world, and the overwhelming flattery, and ask the following questions. Is there any back and forth in the conversation, or is it totally dominated about me? 
Does he accept your opinions even if you disagree with each other? Does he act entitled to certain things or expect a special treatment? Is he rude to the waitstaff or bartender? Is he over the top on the first date? Is he invading your space? If it's a resounding yes to one or more of these, it's a sign he does not deserve a second date. Even if it occurs at a Michelin-starred restaurant, a narcissist thinks he's the sun, he looks for someone to orbit around his world and make him look good without causing too much trouble. Being confident in yourself, standing up for your needs and opinions, firmly enforcing boundaries, and not being afraid to say no and walk away will help send the message to the narcissist that you aren't going to fit in his self-obsessed world. That is the five warning signs that if you have not taken notes, listen to this recording again to get those notes because they may save you a lot of grief and sadness. Everything can be applied to the public and the private narcissist. One of the things that I want to share with you that I have experienced in my own recovery. And I remember Jack Canfield, who I studied with for quite a while. One of the big things that he stresses at the very beginning of his training is the ultimate importance of taking responsibility for yourself, for your life. It is your life to live. And if we have learned traits such as adapting to our family of birth or the family we moved in if we were adopted, if we made concessions in our personality to adapt, and let me tell you, I get it because I fit right into all five of those of those um, things that I just, of the five targeted, why I was targeted. I fit in every one of them. But I can tell you with clarity that when I came to earth, to my birth family, I was complete. I was confident, I was shy, I was lovable, and what was necessary for me to adapt and survive in that family, I took on. I did what I had to do to get the love I wanted, to get the acceptance I wanted, And that's what we do. It's part of life. And so as we grow up, 
it's kind of up to us to take responsibility for their person for our personality traits that would make us a target for people such as the narcissist it also stops us from achieving goals for living our best life for risking to be more than we are we have to go through healing our wounds now when i started healing my wounds i, I had started by going through some self-help courses and i was sitting in sedona arizona and I was sitting next to a woman that uh, was a coach, a life coach. I'm, I don't remember specifically if that's her title, but she was a coach and she helped women, uh, people, she, she helped men and women transitioning from losing their job. She had been in the professional world and now she was still, but she was as taking on the court, the coach uh, aspect of her work. And so as we sat there getting to know each other, she said to me, I could, you know, small talk. She's from Texas. I'm from Texas. And I said, and I said, what do you do? And she shared that she was a coach. And as we talked further, she said, I'm going to do a workshop in Austin, Texas in about two weeks. Would you like to come? I said, what's the name of your workshop? Get out of your own way was the name of that workshop. I want you to know that resonated so much with me that I signed up that day. Now, I lived about four hours from Austin, so it was no big deal. But that was the starting point for me in identifying more focus in my recovery. She gave me an answer in her workshop that started me on the path of being focused on my healing. What was I going to do next? What was I going to do next? She is the one responsible for introducing me to Jack Canfield, which then from then on, I worked extensively with in a large group of his breakthrough to success, um, how to teach it so much training for about four or five years. And it really educated me and helped me grow. Then I continued working with other coaches as I began to develop. Always the work is left to you. How will you grow and change? What will you be? I did not really decide to become a coach until Several years after that, I think it was maybe about the third or fourth year that I was studying with Jack. And so there is nobody in the field that I respect more than Jack Canfield because of his impact as being one of the beginners, the starters of the motivational um, world, how to help people move through some of the Issues that we have that we've taken on in our life to be loved and adapted and accepted. What do we do to help us grow and identify we are? 
The main thing that you have to realize when you may experience the narcissist is that the healing is not so much with the relationship of the couple in the beginning, in the beginning. It is the relationship that you have with yourself. That's where you begin. You begin healing you. So why do I act this way? Why does this make me feel this way? Why am I sad here? Why am I lonely? What can I do to to help that? Some of those questions are best focused by working with a coach. Some of the questions are best focused by working with a therapist, particularly if you have been exposed for a long time to a narcissist. If you were raised in a home with a narcissist, have a long-term marriage with a narcissist, worked as an employee to a narcissist, you may need a therapist to help you navigate some of the learning disabilities that you may be moving through. You may have experienced emotional trauma, and that needs to be worked through with a therapist. Once you have worked through that, focusing on you to build your skills and create the life that you want can so be done much more effectively and faster working with a coach. Most coaches have the true desire to help someone move through their blocks, their mindset blocks, their actions of insecurity, low self-esteem, to help them honestly move through these blocks quicker. And so they can do that with one-on-one coaching, with group coaching, and providing a community of support. It's very difficult sometimes not to have a community because if we've been affected by a narcissist, we have experienced isolation. Isolation is what you need to break free of. You need that support system. And developing a community that understands where you are and what you've experienced is much different than talking to your friends about this situation. Because you must remember this. All of the emotional abuse you have experienced is behind closed doors. The public image of the narcissist is whole, happy, and complete. So, when you say this to your friends or talk of your griefs, they cannot understand it because they haven't seen this person, nor have they experienced 
it in their lives. So where do you start with yourself? I like to have you start with meditation. Getting to know yourself. What are your traits? What are your talents? How can you get to know and appreciate who you are? You'll need to value yourself again, simply because you are here on earth and everyone deserves to be valued. But believing that and implementing it takes takes some time of reflection, some inner work to help you move through the transition. When I was going through my transition of my divorce, that is where I got the idea, after I was introduced to podcast, that that was a great place for us to experience growth. I wanted to have my listeners that were would tune in to hearing stories of other people. How did they make their transition? How did they become strong and powerful after they had gone through debilitating experiences? After they had lost their confidence? After they were confused? After they wanted growth? How did they do that? Well, I think modeling and hearing how other women that have gone through bigger, deeper, more difficult situations than we have overcome this. I was just in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and there was the Indian market going on. And I had the opportunity to actually visit with a woman that was an artist. And she shared with me her life. And I look forward to the time that she will be part of this program. But we all have had transitions. We all have had our sadnesses that we must overcome. And by introducing those people on my show is the way that I feel like I give you inspiration and support to help you move forward. Are you getting that? Do you feel that from this? One of the things that I sometimes miss about the podcast is the ability to talk with you. I would like for you all to have know that you have the total freedom if there's questions you have to ask that you might get into contact with me. You can always go to my website, JoyceBufordEmpowers.com, and there you will see listings of my courses. You will see listings of other benefits that you can ways that you can contact me or we could just have a chat one day that's also possible and you could sound out your concerns about you about the show 
where you want to go, what your dream is. How can you get there? Because everybody has a dream. And if you don't have a dream, then the question is, why don't you have a dream? We have much life to live, and it's all waiting for us to claim it out there. My dream is to release my program this fall that will serve that woman that chooses to take the opportunity on. It will be a five-part series on how to identify you and know who you are. How do you get there? How do you start dreaming again? How do you get clarity around who you are? Because once you have clarity, once you understand and reclaim your greatness, your talents, your values, then you move forward into creating. Because we're going to use those talents to spend time in the areas that we already, they're God-given talents. We already have them inside of us. Let's Let's get stronger in those talents so that we can grow faster and get to our goal or get to our dream quicker. We also talk about a vision board. You know, goal setting is a very important part of arriving at your dream. But I chose in this course to use the goal setting tool of a vision board. Why? Because it's more fun. I think a lot of women like to create. And so in this um, course, we talk about making a vision board. A vision board is where you take pictures to tell about your dream. One of my dreams is to travel to certain places. And so when you travel to certain places, you need a picture of that. Or my job, I want to reach many people by internet through courses, which is how my course will be taught. That's a dream, and it's on my vision board. So I have shared with you today more direct, clear Q&As about the narcissist. I have shared with you the warning signs. I've shared with you why you are a target. If, you, if you've experienced this or haven't, maybe you are clear. Maybe you have good boundaries. But if you are a target for the narcissist, I want you to realize that you did most of those behaviors to adapt to your birth family. And now you can get to healing those so that your life can be full of happiness and you get rid of those things that keep you playing small. I hope you have enjoyed this program. And you know, I'd really love it if you sent me an email. You can send it to Joyce at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. I would love to hear from y'all. That is my wish for today, (laughs) that you would send me that email. 
any of you out there listening to me that may still be on this program. Remember, please go back and listen to the four-part series if you are experiencing or have been in a relationship, either publicly or privately, with a narcissist. I so want you to heal and move past this experience. Claim who you are. So as we close for today, I've enjoyed being with you again as always. You light me up to know that you receive and listen to the messages. You are in the big cloud up there. So thank you for being here today. I sincerely hope this has been beneficial for you, that you will take this and share it with someone you know is suffering from a narcissist. So until next week, thank you. Have a great week and make it special for someone close to you. I love you dearly. Stay tuned. Thanks. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.